morning, everyone. Hi there. This is Jenny from Ellison Room Consulting, and we have Kylie Mobra Allen, my digital BFF from Hello Media, and you're tuning in to Bite Size Business, the live podcast and show that helps small businesses owners, small business owners, gosh, get clarity and insight to grow their dreams. And today, I'm very excited that we have a special guest, Brad from XY Zulu. Welcome, Brad. Thanks. We're so pumped to have you here with us. Thank you. Nice to be here again. And how are you this week, Kylie? Yes, I'm, aside from my fogging up glasses, because it's all of a sudden got very warm, I am super great. Jenny, what about you? I'm super great. I've had a crazy week. I've been in Perth on Monday, Tuesday, and then Sydney, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, delivering some workshops and they're all over the place. I'm currently sitting in a hallway in UTS in Sydney, so it doesn't open very often. So you're jet sitting around the country. So we've got someone coming in from Sydney today. We've got Brad coming in from Melbourne and we've got me coming in from the North Coast. Of I love that. Joining, joining in Zoom. I love it. Very, very good. It's so amazing. today's a very exciting topic where we're talking about protecting your personal data and how to make really, really good kick-ass passwords. Because obviously there's been a bit of hoo-ha in the... Uh, lately there's been a whole lot of people very distressed about this big fat optus hacking um, i've got clients that have been affected by it some to a very extreme degree some to a really very minor degree and so it's really interesting to see um it all unfolding so yeah that's why we've invited brad to come in and chat with us today because he is an expert in all these things and you know what whenever i'm on a zoom with brad we always will have a quick chat about passwords because it really is such an important thing. Um, so, yeah, so glad. Thank you for joining us today, Brad. It's great to be able to have this really important conversation with you. Thank you again. Yeah, um, not to downplay the anxiety that this has caused to people, but uh, if it wasn't Optus, it would have been another company at some point. So uh, not, not uh, pinning... Not pinning the blame all on Optus because most of most of these issues actually happen not necessarily due to companies having lax security, but the weak link is usually humans. So if people have uh, done something to allow the system to be accessed by a third party, perhaps accidentally or something. Anyway, so Optus then, huh? <laughs> that, it was, <laughs> that it was them. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And if it's not Optus, it'll be someone else the next time. And I think that's the point, isn't it? Is that, you know, it's the kind of best laid plans of men and mice, right? It's that doesn't matter what you do, there's always some vulnerability that, you're, that your systems are going to have. So we're talking about passwords today because it's one of the best ways to kind of protect your system and, and you know, avoid that kind of the, both bots and kind of human yeah. error. But I think there's value in saying that, recognising that at the end of the day, and, and it is, you know, humans who have to manage the systems. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And passwords, we got used to them. I guess that started with ATM and PIN cards, <laughs> but we've moved on from there. We still have uh, PIN cards on our ATM cards. But, yeah, passwords have become uh, overwhelming for people perhaps, but also they've become very important. And we now have moved on. We don't just have passwords. We have multi-factor authentication. And uh, there are even some other things we now have available. If we have time, we could get to them too. Brad, I've had some chats with clients over the past couple of weeks about passwords in particular. And one person said to me the other day, oh, I've got no problem at all because I don't store anything anywhere. I have it all in a notebook 
And in fact, really, I just have one line because I have one password. So it's, I've got a perfect system. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think that's the first no-no is same, same password, right? Yeah, actually, that's, that, that is, that's, the, that's the worst thing, the same password everywhere. Yeah. Um, if your password manager is a piece of paper, it's still better than having the same password everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's just a no-no. And unfortunately, you know, you think about this Optus situation next week, someone else, if your password is compromised at one of those places and you use the same p- password for your internet banking, well, join the dots. Yeah. So that's it. Fundamental. You have to have a unique password for each of your services well have you got some tricks for us then about how to make that easy because i know you have because you've definitely <laughs> had for that but uh yeah for those that are listening it would be great yeah. well there, there's some passwords that you need to remember i'll be honest with you i have two passwords that i remember um i remember the password to my password manager and I also can remember the password to my most important uh, online account. But personally, apart from that, all my other passwords are random passwords. And I use a password manager like to manage them. Like two, seven, nine, star, five? That um, kind of thing just, where it's generating yeah. it for you. Yeah, yeah well, I, can't, I can't copy it. I can't, I can't memorize these passwords. Yeah. Um, so random passwords are great. You need a password manager for that. But there are ways to get strong passwords that you can remember. And, um, you know, it's not too subjective, but, but one of the most common ways that people mention is having three or four words. And these words uh, don't have meaning to other people, but they may have meaning to you. Uh, you can join the words with a, with a dash and uh, you can add numbers or letters to that. So that makes a very strong password that you could remember. So think about that, joining three words, the blue frog, and you can put some numbers. Um, That makes quite a strong password. Um, But you still have the problem with uh, you don't want to use that password at more than one location, more than one login. One of the companies that I do work for actually has that, and they have a a random random word generator. And essentially, you can go in and you can click the button so you have three words that you might be able to remember, but they're completely randomly generated. So it might, as you said, it might be yep. frog, beach, kryptonite, whatever, but it's yep. completely different. But they're words that you can remember, but they're so random that there's it's unlikely that someone's going to bring them together. But the one of the changes that I've noticed, Brad, particularly lately, is the fact that we can now put spaces in passwords. Yeah, it's not um, new, actually. Well, oh. <laughs> it, it, it's not new, but some places didn't support it. But um, as far as I know, I haven't run into a place that doesn't. Yeah, so... This is all good, but, you know, we're not trying to defeat the criminal mind. We're trying to defeat uh, the criminals who are running computerized software to do these things. So, you know, um, again, you want a memorable memorable password, but let's not undermine that by using the same password in more than one location. Mm. And, Brad, you just mentioned earlier about a password manager. So we, Jenny and I both use the same one, which is sitting here on my phone. I use it all the time, um, literally so many times a day. And the mm. one that we think is LastPass, but I know you said that you were using two. So LastPass and one password. Yes, but that's not necessarily, <clears throat> I use one as my main one. 
And the other one is for interoperability with customers, because right. sometimes people will share a password with me. And, and again, it's another topic, we really don't need to share passwords hardly ever. But yeah, if there is a real need to share a password with someone, you can use a password manager to share that. So that was the reason why I've got another account in LastPass. And but, actually, um, I've started seems, to do that. Yep. Bread, I've actually started to do that bread when clients, when particularly when working on websites with clients or in systems, whether we're doing kind of business setups, so whether it might be Mailchimp or whatever it is, um, is that we actually use. I've been using the password manager to do to share the link, so they don't actually see the password, mm. but that all we've set up that um, you know a sub account, so that we will we still have different passwords, so I can manage the account, they can manage the account, but we actually don't share a password at all because that then allows that sort of second layer, so we're not kind of <laughs> Um, moving passwords around the world yeah that's excellent and um yeah unfortunately sometimes especially a new customer who doesn't yeah you, you sometimes have to have someone share their password with you yep. but ultimately we, we don't want that we don't want to have to share passwords and if you do share a password with someone that password must be unique <laughs> so again <laughs> unique passwords and you're not going to be able to manage unique passwords without a password manager uh, and not wishing to market for any companies, but the two leading ones at the moment seem to be LastPass and 1Password, but there are others. Bitwarden is a very common one, another one, Dashlane. And, yeah, there's probably a number of other reputable password managers. Apple are in the game. Google are in the game too. Um, not necessarily having a standalone product, but built into Google Chrome, there's a password manager. Uh, built into all your Apple products. They also have what they call Keychain, but it now supports passwords and multi-factor authentication. What do you think about those ones, though? So, you know, you've typed something in and automatically that Google Chrome for passwords has come up or your Apple ones come up and said, mm. this one. So Look, it's better than nothing. Right. Uh, and I've helped some people, friends, family, and, you know, I signing them up for their login to Nine Network or whatever, and, you know, your email address and now you need a password and, you know, they're going to tell you the usual password they've used, if you know what I mean. So at least using the Apple Keychain or Google Chrome, you know, you can have a unique password generated for them there. I have so I'm, I'm not against it, but I, I, I don't I, I don't store my passwords all over the place, just in one place. Yeah, right. So because I have heard you say before that you don't recommend that those ones. Um, no, but because if, if you... If you you, you've got to you've got to have unique passwords somewhere. So start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. better than nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's good to know. So, Brad, you've yeah, talked a couple yeah. of times about multi-factor. What is? Mm. I know a lot of people are saying, do I need to do this two-factor or multi-factor authentication? And particularly off the back of um, the Optus, I know I, yes. I'm I'm no longer a Telstra customer, but I got an email from Telstra telling me what I should do with my passwords, which I found really interesting, saying that they haven't been breached. Um, but yep. they're, and and they're talking about two-factor and multi-factor. So, what is that, and why? What's the value or the added value of us using that? Yeah. So this is very important, and. This may be new information to some people. Uh, you know, we've been flogging the dead horse about unique passwords. Unfortunately, people haven't done it yet. And password managers too. So multi-factor authentication, it's essentially you put in your username, then your password, yet before you log in, you have to provide something else. Uh, the most common thing people are aware of is an SMS code. Um, however, that is not very secure. It's better than no multi-factor authentication. But take, for example, this Optus issue. If someone were, and I'm not saying I've heard that it's happened, 
But if someone were to be able to take over your phone number, which was with Optus, um, they could log in if they knew your password. They could log in because now your phone would receive this SMS code and now they've completed you know, the, the, the second factor authentication. Um, however, um, SMS is not really the standard for multi-factor authentication anymore and hasn't been for a while. So next up from SMS authentication is using an authenticator app like Google Authenticator. There's a myriad of them too, Microsoft Authenticator. They essentially do the same thing. It's a rolling code, cryptographically generated, tied to the time on the server. So every 30 seconds, usually you'll have a new code. We've been using these for nearly decades. Banks used to put, put out a physical keychain that generated these codes. So that's the next level up, an authenticator app that generates these codes. And really the gold standard after that is uh, one of these. I don't know if you can see it clearly, but it's a hardware key. Um, there's a few manufacturers. The most common one is Yubico. They call these a YubiKey. And um, this is a physical device that you have to plug into your computer to uh, generate the multi-factor code. Wow. Um, when Google started to enforce this on their employees, uh, they have not, I think it was, don't quote me, but I think it was from 2017, they enforced the use of this instead of SMS codes or um, uh, authenticate apps. They have not had a single account breach uh, among their staff. So um, this is supported by Google, Dropbox, all of, you know, all of the, uh, all of the, the, the big, the big, big companies. Um, and that is the gold standard in multi-factor authentication. And so I put in my username, I put in my password, and then it says, please insert your hardware key. I put it in and um, then I'm logged in. And Kylie and I are having a little kind of geeking out moment here, um, Brad, because for us, I mean, particularly when I travel overseas, one of the biggest things that I find is using the multi-factor, but when it has been linked to my SMS or my phone, mm. You can't always get it depending on the service, depending on how long it takes for them to actually my roaming to kick in. And sometimes I've been overseas and I haven't been able to get that SMS mm. at all. Um, and so that that sort of little dongle that you carry around really does make it, you have to have it on your physical person. You've got to be present when you're doing it. So um, so where do we find something like that? Yeah, um, you can buy them directly from the company, even though they, well, they'll ship them from Europe. You can buy them directly from the company. It's about 50 US dollars. There's a few different varieties. 50 US dollars for one that supports NFC, which means you can just tap your phone on it. Mm -hmm. um, and you can buy them off Amazon here too. Um, they ultimately come from the same place. If people are interested, I, I plan to buy eight or 10 of them. So I'm happy to pass, pass, uh, <laughs> pass that on to people. Yeah, if, they, if they're interested, I just had uh, an offer to get a few at a good price. So yeah, we can talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just an illustration quickly. You know, uh, when you think about your house, all, all of us have got a lock on our front door and probably that's the door that we secure the most. So what is your, your front door? Well, probably if you use it, it's a password manager. So password managers support the use of a hardware key, LastPass, OnePassword. So you've got to put this key in when you log into your password manager on a new device, it doesn't bug you once it knows you, know, you are logged in legitimately. So that's, that's your front door. 
And then, then you think about the, the back door, you know, that might be your Google account and because that's your most important online account. And don't forget also got the uh, access to your domain name registration. Like these are doors to your house. Mm. Um, so think about them first, unique password, don't use SMS authentication, use an app or a hardware key for those doors. And, you know, growing up in South Africa, I remember crime was bad and it still is. And it's a strange concept in Australia, perhaps, but we used to have internal doors that had locks on it. And so when we left the house, we would actually, and we'd lock the internal doors and each had a different key. It's very tedious. <laughs> but you see, if someone broke in, they were confined just to the room. So think about your passwords like that. You want to lock the outside doors. And if there are some internal doors that you can secure with multi-factor authentication, the gold standard, um, you're going to have a far more secure environment. So even if someone got in the back door, well, they wouldn't proceed any further. Yeah. yeah. You've had my brain buzzing. Brad, I know. Feeling <laughs> Sorry. Many levels about different things that I've really yeah. got it because I've always felt like I'm pretty on top of the password thing, and you know, especially using a password manager. But oh, we have a code for our front door because my husband can't use his hands, mm. so can bang it with a knuckle to do the code. But mm. we've had so many various carers through the house that get given that code. I mean, through the mm. years that get given that code. Never updated the code. So, yeah, well, how it's that not stand up with our insurance if something happened. Mm. Well, that, yeah, I can't speak for insurance companies, <laughs> but yeah, it, the illustration doesn't match perfectly. But you know, it is easy online to change your password, it is easy to implement multi factor authentication, it is easy mm. to use a password manager, especially once it's set up. But yeah, it takes a little bit of mental effort to say I, I need this and you know this optus thing perhaps gives people the push yeah um, that can only be a good thing right if it actually yeah to the forefront and makes us go well we've got to do something about it one thing brad i found really interesting when i've been listening to some of the stuff go, that's been going on for it with it is that there are people that haven't used optus in 10 years and mm. they've been contacted and told that their data has been um shared so mm. passport numbers and passport numbers and things like that deeply concerning wondering why they actually still have that information and as you said it's not just optus no. so what can we do would you suggest that we can try and tighten up all of our stuff yeah like you know your license number and password i know people are stressed out about this and i hope that my license number is not freely available on the internet but if you've ever traveled your password your your passport number is you know everywhere. especially in certain countries it's <laughs> everywhere so there's not much you can do about that. Um, and we just hope companies like Optus, Telstra, Vodafone, the, the, the ones that control access to your phone number, um, do, do their due diligence um, to authenticate people before they port numbers and so on. Mm -hmm. I've heard of some companies, banks too, at the very least will start a team or a Zoom call with the customer and ask to see their original document. It's clever. It's better than it's better than saying what what is your license number and you, you know, read it to them. Now they're actually seeing that you're in possession of the document. But yeah, there is regulations about this. You know, we don't really have any control over that. So what do I recommend? I recommend that you use unique passwords. You use a password manager and and you protect your most important accounts with the securest possible. Uh, 
method of authentication and that's um, multi-factor authentication. Yeah, very, very good. Tips. You know, you know, you, you may not be aware of this, but Apple has forced and not in a bad way. Apple has forced multi-factor mm. authentication on people for a long time and we just deal with it. You get a new Apple device and when you log in, one of your other devices gets a code. That's multi-factor authentication. So, yeah, just just deal with it. This is this is <laughs> you protecting yourself and unique passwords. You you just got to deal with it. And I just cannot say enough how much I agree with you on the password manager compared to having a book. Because what happens if you lose the book? What happens when you know? Look what we've had in the last few years of floods and fires and all that. You can't control your your book, can you? And then you mm. lost everything. So that password manager, I've got it on my computer, I've got it on my phone, I've got it on my iPad. And really the most important thing is having that, that you know, that like obviously it's yeah. face recognition, but also making sure you've got that master password down somewhere safe. And then you're only having one password tucked away. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And can I just mention, hopefully not too technical about these password managers, because people will say, hold on, I'm storing all my valuable information on the internet the bad guys just need to get that file from somewhere and um, they'll have all my passwords. Um, these services have been independently audited to verify that this is the case. So whilst your passwords go from your iPhone to your whatever Samsung Galaxy tablet or whatever, whilst they sync across, the information is always encrypted. Now, you know, we could explain that, but your encryption key is not held by the company that provides you the password manager. So that means whilst they could access your file, it is meaningless to them without the de decryption key, which you, you don't know what it looks like, but your device has this. And when you authenticate on your device, that key is provided to decrypt the information. So what I'm trying to say in summary is it's a lot more secure than using a piece of paper. A piece of paper is more secure in the sense that someone's got to get into your house to gain access to that, but everyone can read. So once they've got that, um, they, they see all your passwords. Yep. But in the case of a password manager, even if your information was accessed, it's illegible, unreadable. It, they don't get your passwords. Brilliant. So definitely, I can't remember how much I pay, but it might be like 120 or something a year. So yeah, there's even cheaper plans. Yep. Every penny to make sure yep. you're uh, secure. So, Brad, um, I know that you have created a special, special offer um, that our listeners and our viewers um, will be very, very keen to take you up on. So, do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, after thinking about this subject, and you know, not just here, a lot of people have been uh, contacting us about the Optus thing and what matters. And so, security is like a big topic at the moment. So, this is a good time. Um, and we are a network part, partner of the Australian Cybersecurity in, um, Service. <clears throat> so we have access to um, information, not necessarily information that's available to the public. And some of the information that we have access to um, helps us to really see which are these doors that you need to protect. So what we're offering to people is a service where we'll do it remotely with you. Again, we don't want your passwords, but we'll do an <laughs> audit of your passwords with you. Um, we're happy to help you set up a password manager. It can help you if someone gives you a hand along the way. 
And we're also happy to help you with multi-factor authentication, at least on some of your major accounts. Again, we'll do it remotely, it's your devices. So we've set up a product that we're offering or a, a, an item that we're selling. I'll send, send the link in there, in the chat here. And um, people can sign up for that and uh, we'll give you our time remotely to do an audit of your password privacy and to make sure that you know, you've done some of the basic things to protect yourself. And then after that, perhaps you'll be equipped to better protect your digital assets after that. So brilliant, Brad. And can Amazing. I just say to everyone, a hundred bucks, only a hundred bucks to get this audit going with Brad on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever he's doing. So that's exciting. So my team are right now pumping it out on all the different places that we're live in the comments. The link is there. So um, yeah, jump onto that because that's going to be a game changer. And thank you so much, Brad. That's so yeah, and if, if someone's interested in the multi-factor um, devices, I'll also get a link before we finish to show you the actual device I'm talking about. And um, yeah, just yeah, I, I can get a, I can get a few of them for you at a slightly discount price. So um, if Kenny and I have got our hands up first, we're like, okay, yes. yes. So that, that probably probably means I've got six left. <laughs> but that, that, don't let that prevent you from getting them if you uh, if you need to and should do. Yeah. Awesome. So I just shared the link, shared the link to those as well. That's super awesome. Thank you so much. And and and, and I just want to encourage anyone who has a team also um, and you've mm. got a business who you're running your password manager across multiple people, or you've got a lot of a large number of team working on your systems or your computers or your um your business, definitely booking this audit with Brad so you can actually yeah. see how your passwords are being managed across all your team to make sure that you know you're not actually you might be thinking everything's secure but you have other people also accessing your data, making sure. So this audit is really important to yes. make sure that you're managing your passwords Good. across your business, not just yourself really effectively. Yeah, it's really important. And, you know, if a staff member leaves for whatever reason, you don't want to have to change every single password. So, you know, you should have your business set up in such a way that you can manage this. And we can certainly give you some advice with that too. Definitely. That's a really, really good point. We've just had a team member leave and really all we needed to do was remove her pass mm. access. Mm. That, was, that felt really, really good. It was much simpler than in the past when we've had that situation. And then we've had two new team members join and that's a simple process too, just give them access to. And I have mine set up last pass where I've got a family vault and also a <laughs> business vault and a personal vault. Excellent. So, Yes, Brad, I got a gold star. You did that. You, you did it. Good work. <laughs> Super proud. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. That was just fantastic. I feel really pumped that I'm doing some things right and really disturbed that I'm doing others wrong. So I'm going to change some things up over the weekend. So I hope I'm going to set out a challenge to everybody listening and say, Get onto it this weekend. I'm actually yeah. just make a start. Food. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'm hoping that I'm the first person booking in for your service, Brad. And even <laughs> though I'm feeling confident about what I'm doing, I'm also knowing a, a password audit would be absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much. We've had some great <laughs> comments that have been coming through. Um, thank you, Brad. Priceless information and another one. Awesome Amazing. information, mind blown. So thank you. Thank you, Brad, for joining us. Thanks again for having us. Awesome. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing everybody next week for a, another chat about, oh, here we go. Somebody else has just shared saying very timely after Optus. 
Absolutely. So if there's one positive that's come out of that for everyone, it's to actually look at what we're doing and how we're doing it and what we're sharing. So exactly. yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and we look forward to chatting business and all things goodness next week. <laughs> so everybody have a great Friday. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Chelly, Chloe. Bye. All the comments. Thank you. Bye.